0: Hey, how are you? Uh, how was Halloween? I dug my son trick-or-treating. We did it COVID safely. Whatever that means. I mean, I know what it means to me, but... You know, we practiced social distancing, we wore masks, disinfected his candy wrappers, so... I actually wasn't even sure if I wanted to take him. I was uh, opposed to it initially because I, um, I would rather be safe than sorry, but the way everything's been going for us and him especially this year, I figured he needed some sort of normalcy, so... So I took him, if, uh, if I don't make a post in the next three weeks, you know I came down with COVID and died. I, I know that's probably too morbid to joke about, but, uh, I'm going to anyway. So the election is tomorrow, it's kind of a bit crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Are you glad it's almost over. I have to admit, I'm I'm excited for how it's going to end. I could be wrong, but I hope I'm not. But I think Trump is going to lose, and if he does, I am looking forward to the temper tantrum he's going to throw. I mean, I, I really can't wait. Mm-hmm. I kind of think it would be, like, <clears throat> the best thing to happen in 2020. Well, I'll probably be crying with laughter.
1: <sighs>
0: Sorry, as soon as I started talking, a frog decided to jump in my throat. Anyway, the, the reason I think Trump is going to lose is because we have had record-breaking voter turnout. During a pandemic, no less. And that, to me, speaks to how how motivated people are to have their opinion count. Now, people can be kind of lazy. So they won't put much effort into their civic responsibilities. Unless they're especially motivated. Like, how many times have you heard about people complaining about having to serve jury duty? I mean, I've never been called, but I think it'd be fun. Um, and and most people just don't seem to care about voting. But with this record-breaking turnout, to have people motivated that much... they'd have to be either for someone, especially, or against someone, especially. And I know that Trump's fan base, like, those those people are very, they're very motivated. But the the circumstances in the US aren't significantly improved from where we were four years ago. So I don't think people would come out in droves to vote in support of, of Donald Trump. I mean that's just, if, if he was the most amazing president ever, I still and the economy was doing great. I still don't think there would be record voter turnout because, you know, people would assume, hey, it's in the bag, you know, he's going to win. I'll just keep myself at home, keep myself comfy. But that's not what we're seeing. There have been plenty of times when Trump has mismanaged things enough to anger people that were previously indifferent to politics. Um, So I think that the the massive turnout is not necessarily for Biden, because, let's be honest, he's not... He's, in his own right, he's nothing special as far as a politician goes, but I do believe that Trump could have pissed off enough people to make people get up off their butt and get out and vote. I mean, this this election is unlike anything before. My, my son even said that the kids in his elementary school are talking about politics. Kids! When I was in elementary school, politics was the most boring thing ever. I mean, I didn't know who was running or why. I didn't, I did not care. I, like, that was grown-up stuff. But the political arguments are so frequent in a school that there is a school-wide ban on talking about politics. Now, he's in the fourth grade. And he is forbidden from talking about politics at school. They are forbidden from using the candidates' names. But that does not matter because the kids, the kids have given the candidates' not so secret code names like uh, Drump. I mean, and then there's Joe Joe By or something like that. I, like, you don't have to be a genius to figure out who they're talking about. And and they get into little camps on the on the playground. Are you for Drump or Joe By? kids care about this election i mean he's not even really supposed to know but it's just that nuts i was talking to my dad on the phone yesterday and and somehow the um the conversation took a turn towards politics, and I, I think he w- he started out, like, testing the waters, but didn't, like, just jump straight in, cannonball style, and say, hey, what do you think about the election? But that's okay, I did it for him, because um, I, I referred to Trump as the asshole-in-chief, and and my dad, when, when I said asshole-in-chief, he, he didn't know who I was talking about. So I'm like, you know, the commander-in-chief, the president, Donald Trump. And um, I, like, my dad is, he's become this adorable old man. He's, he's pretty forgetful. And he doesn't remember that we talked about politics Um, during the primaries and and I made it known back then that I didn't like Trump but he apparently had forgotten so when I said asshole in chief and I clarified to whom I was or about whom I was speaking uh, he was so relieved to learn that I'm not a Trump supporter in fact, I'm I'm pretty sure that I just became his favorite biological daughter. So, I have three sisters. My two older sisters have a different father, and then my younger sister Rachel is racist. She's a gun-toting narcissistic Trump supporter, and I I'm not I'm not exaggerating. In the lo- in the least, when I say these words, I I mean it. That's exactly what she is. Um, now, I'm not opposed to gun ownership. In fact, I used to have one. I am, however, opposed to unsafe gun ownership. My sister Rachel doesn't always secure her firearms, and sh- she has children in the house now the law in this state says that if you have a weapon, a gun and you have children it has to be secured at all times because Florida does not want children to stumble across a gun and accidentally shoot themselves or somebody else Um, but my sister Rachel she does not care. She she has several. She has a massive gun safe, and yes, there are plenty of guns in there, but she also has several laying around the house, fully loaded. And, and the worst part is that my sister Rachel and her daughter both have rage issues. So that is really the last house that needs to have unsecured, loaded guns lying around. But Rachel's cavalier attitude about her guns was so shocking to my dad that my my dad, this old man (laughs) with a failing memory, actually remembered her proudly declaring that she hides them all over the house and even had one hidden in the bottom of her laundry basket just in case. Now my dad has hated guns for a long time. It started when he was a little boy. He had a BB gun that he liked to use for target practice, you know, like shooting cans. I mean, you know, he was born late forties. So that was kind of the thing for a little boys to do back then. Um and, and I can relate to that because I, I love archery I like darts, throwing knives and axes and shooting guns. I mean, I sound like a regular redneck. Um, I think I just like anything that requires focusing on a target. You know, it's one of the, the few times where all of my attention is focused and my brain can get quiet. Otherwise, you know, I'm thinking a bajillion thoughts a day. Hooray for ADD. Woohoo! Anyway, so my dad's grandmother had a garden that was plagued by blackbirds. Which upset her. And And my dad decided he would help. So my dad set up in this window that overlooked the um, the garden, and he had his BB gun. And when he spied a blackbird coming to have a snack, he fired, and he hit the poor thing in the wing. And the the bird started flapping around on the ground in pain and fear, because you know he, my dad had. Um, shot it in the wings, so it couldn't fly anymore. So my dad tried to put it out of its misery, but the BB gun wasn't terribly effective, so my dad was chasing this poor thing all around the garden, shooting it several times before he was finally able to end its suffering, and that had such an impact on him that... He swore to never kill another living thing again. It was just, that made him sick to his stomach and he was just, he was devastated. But, you know, it's kind of funny how life turns out because while my dad was so moved by the bird's suffering, my younger sister, Rachel, is just, downright scary she thinks it well i'm sure she still thinks it's funny to do this but i i don't see her anymore so but she used to think it was really funny to have me stumble across the carcasses of the animals that she shot and killed on her property you know, we, we would be working in her yard, and she'd ask me to fetch her something, knowing that in order for me to retrieve the tools she needed, I would have to step over its corpse. And she just thought that my horror and disgust was funny. that That just tickled her to no end. And she even tried to trick me into killing some baby rats that were orphaned because she laid poison out everywhere. But, you know, I was not going to become complicit, so that was that was on her. I was not going to... Nope. Uh, so I don't see Rachel anymore. I just... I, my former mother-in-law, she said she had read this book that talked about family dynamics and she said if you wouldn't choose to have someone as a friend like if you have a family member that you would never associate with if you met them you know if you only associate with them because they're related to you if you met them out in the world and and you and when you met them you decided yeah, I'm not going to have anything to do with someone like you. Why should you force yourself to maintain that relationship? And man, that was that was something that really hit home for me. Because um, I would never be friends with someone like my younger sister, Rachel. So I just... Why... Why have her in my life, you know? So, so I don't see her anymore, but, um, this past weekend, my dad, he had a bird trapped in his master bathroom and it must've flown up in the, uh, flown in the house the day before. Uh, because you know he he found it after he woke up, then the following morning, um, somehow it managed to get from the garage all the way up the stairs to the opposite end of the house, and he didn't know how he was going to get it out. Um, you know, I was thinking, hey, well, you could have just thrown a towel over it and then scooped it up tossed it outside but he was smarter than that like what his approach was really brilliant um he except for when he had to go in and out of the bathroom to execute his plan he he kept the bathroom door closed so it couldn't go back into the house and he um He brought it a bowl of water and a bowl of parrot food and some blueberries, and he set that down on the, um, on the closed toilet lid, and he opened the upper part of the window and he removed the screen, you know, so there was a gap where the bird could leave when it decided to, you know, when it figured out, hey, that is the path to freedom and later in the day he came back to check on the bird and he found that the bird did enjoy its snack because there were little crumbs of parrot food in the, in the water and that you know, leaving the window open worked because the little little thing took off skipping out on the tad for me personally um, you know, I don't think my dad would have ever been okay with, uh, causing an animal to suffer. He, he likes fishing, but, um, I have never liked the suffering of others, um, I like the process of fishing, but I I don't believe that fishing is harmless. Like, I, I believe that fish do feel pain. They have to feel fear. I mean, that's those are those two mechanisms that help them know to get away from prey. So, or get away from predators. You know, if you don't know to be afraid, then you just swim right into the the bigger fish's mouth thinking, Oh, that's a nice little cave. So, and you know, and I don't even like putting a worm on a hook to go fishing. Um, I don't know if worms can feel pain, but you know, it's, it's, it it's gently wiggling until you stab it with the hook and then it's thrashing so apparently it knows that this is not good for it and yeah so I kind of can't do that I just I think fishing would be fun but I don't want to hurt anything um you know i I know that sounds extreme, but, you know, I've even caught dragonflies with my bare hands and, and set them free when they were trapped. But, um, I have to admit that, uh, I've been having some rather unchristian thoughts, I guess, if you want to say it that way. Um, I I admitted to my dad that, um, I find it amusing that Trump's disinformation about COVID is causing the most devastation to Trump's fan base. I mean, yes, there, there are people, there are Americans suffering all over the country because of the disinformation, but... By far the the biggest outbreaks have been among or in states where where he you know, he won the electoral votes for that state or, you know, they voted red. And it's not that I like the fact that people are suffering and dying. It really is just the irony that amuses me, because Trump has this need to be reelected. His ego cannot handle the alternative, but Trump's own actions are causing a disproportionate number of his supporters to contract COVID and die. Trump is shooting himself in the foot while telling everyone that everything is fine and his fans are gullible enough to believe it. And, like, it's costing him their votes because many are not surviving. And you would think that Trump would want to protect his fans above all, but nope. They don't matter to him if it means having to admit that COVID is out of Trump's control. I mean, if it wasn't so sad, I would laugh my ass off. But the one thing that worries me about the election tomorrow is that if Trump does lose, how are his super fans going to behave? I mean, the. His super fans are running people off the road. Um, my dad told me about one guy who stole a piece of heavy equipment to mow down his neighbor's fences because they had a Biden sign. I mean, like, that's how crazy it is. And There's no, like, right now it's still up in the air who the next president is going to be. So if that's how crazy they are now, like, what would it be like if if Trump loses? How are they going to behave? My dad thinks that there's going to be several incidents of violence and civil unrest and and I share his concern. I have two roommates that are Trump supporters, and one is somewhat reasonable. Her brother, however, is just plain cuckoo. I mean, the dude talks to the TV every morning as if Trump himself can hear. It's, it's kind of like the way... Sports fans will try and coach the professional players from the comfort of their living rooms. Except this roommate uh, likes to threaten to shoot people um, as his conflict management policy. Like, you, you did this to me, Well, I'm going to shoot your ass. Like, that's, I'm sure you can chalk it up to, to bluster, but, um, you know... He's also—he's uh, not quite all the way there, you know. Anyway, I kind of wish I could legally slip him some Valium, just, just, just for the next week, you know. If Trump loses, give him time to calm down and and come to terms with the fact that you know that things aren't going his way but um the house i live in is smack dab in the middle of redneck central and even though i have i like target practice i'm not a redneck not 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 that there's anything wrong with rednecks i mean Y'all can throw some wild parties, but yeah, I've been knocked around by a couple of rednecks, so kind of not my cup of tea. Um, but, uh, but I'd say about 75% of the houses are flying Trump flags. Now that doesn't mean that 25% are showing Biden signs. Uh, the other 25% this largely has no political stuff in it in the yard whatsoever. Only only a handful out of probably 250 houses, only a handful have Biden-Harris signs. Those are some brave people, I'll tell you what. Um, but of, of the Trump flags that I've seen, there are two that just... They crack me up. One of them is the one where Trump's face is superimposed on like Rambo's body. I mean, come on. They can't seriously think that that impotent little draft dodger is some super soldier badass, can they? I mean, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's it's fucking hilarious. It really is. It's that, that pudgy pile of stupid goo on Rambo's body. Yeah, it's fucking great. Uh, the other one that I find hilarious for the irony is the one that says no more bullshit. No. More bullshit from the president who, according to the fact checker at the Washington Post, has lied over twenty-two thousand times. That number was last updated in August. No more bullshit. Twenty-two thousand lies I and that's just that is just since he became president that's i I can guarantee you I have not lied that much in my entire life like, the act of flying makes me physically uncomfortable I can't stand it so I will just tell you. I will tell you what you want to hear. No. I will tell you the truth. But, I won't tell you all the cards that I'm holding. Because, well, I may be guilty of TMI, about like, hey, yeah, It's knocked around a bit, but there's like the things that actually have power over me. I tend to hold those very close to my best. But on the bright side, if Trump does lose and his fan base loses its collective mind, I will be safely ensconced with them. (laughs) The house I live in won't be targeted because of the Trump sign my roommate posted in the yard. The only thing I'm going to have to worry about is the the one roommate that likes to talk to the TV. That sounds easy enough, right? Hmm. For the first few days, I think we can, we can, we can avoid him. You know, we can walk on eggshells and (coughs) avoid, (coughs) uh, avoid (coughs) hitting that, that sensitive spot. (coughs) Uh, But... really hoping he settles down by Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon, my roommate likes to bring her grandniece over to the house. And that little girl is a shit-stirring brat. I mean... When my son was having a really tough time... I, I needed one night with him, where it was just one-on-one. You know, just me and my son. Because, you know, he, he was having a really rough time. And uh, I asked her to give us space. You know, don't, you know, just let us have this time. And she kept inserting herself into our our (coughs) evening. Now, my son had asked for this, so this wasn't me just being arbitrary, (coughs) but, you know, she tried to, (coughs) she tried to make it seem like it was more important that she be allowed to interact with my son or have access to my son she's like well i might not even be here tomorrow and frankly i didn't care that that would have been great with me but but she she just would not respect that this is what my son had asked me for this is what I had promised him. She just she wouldn't respect it. And she pushed and pushed until I asked her to just go someplace else. So that we could have our space. <coughs> and oh the fallout from that sucked. And When she comes over on Friday, she knows the political meanings of my son. Now, I have not, I've not influenced my son's views on politics. In fact, I was completely surprised when he said he didn't like Trump, and it was because of something that he watched. He he said that uh, during the first election. Um. He saw a video where Trump went to shake someone's hand and he pulled the guy off balance and made the the guy, like, stumble forward. And when my son saw that, he was like, I don't like Trump. And, um, And that was in spite of of his grandparents who are huge Trump fans, like, and, and my son had, had, you know, pretty tight relationship with them. So if anybody would have been able to influence my son's political philosophy, it would have been them. And they couldn't succeed. And they talked about Trump frequently. So... <clears throat> so my son has not been bashful about his mm. his feelings towards Trump and my uh, my roommate's grandniece no she she knows she knows that she likes Trump but she knows that my son does not and She has confessed to having a crush on my son. She told him over the video game chat and my son does not feel the same. In fact, he has had enough of her. He genuinely doesn't want to be anywhere near her. Um, She will get up in the mornings when she's over and wake him up early in the morning so she can have one-on-one time with him and he wants to sleep in he doesn't want to wake up at the same time that he usually does for school he wants to sleep in and uh he made a point of asking that she not do that this past weekend Now he's a fairly soft-spoken people pleaser so it was a big deal that he even made the request in the first place And when she didn't respect his wishes and woke him up early anyway, that was the last straw for him. He blocked her on all of her accounts on his video game. Yeah, he blocked all of her accounts. You know what I'm trying to say. Because she has like four different uh, gamer tags for this one video game. And so he blocked them all and he blocked her brother he just he doesn't want to have anything to do with her and this past weekend he went out of his way to avoid her and when (coughs) when she couldn't get his attention she tried getting mine but um, I don't do mornings so when she couldn't get mine she became obnoxious and tried to get you know the tv talking roommate's attention and then she tried to insert herself into activities that he and I were doing together just one-on-one and he just could not take it anymore. He was so overwhelmed with emotions that I could see he was ready to cry and you know, couldn't keep it together. So I took him out of the house to, to give him space and a change of scenery and, and it worked. But, um, since she likes drama and my son and I don't, um, we like to get our excitement from going on adventures or reaching goals. We don't, we, he and I just don't want shit stirring people around. It, it's, it feels unbalancing. And those types of people can just fuck right off. I <laughs> had no use for them. <sighs> Unfortunately, my roommates don't think there's a problem with behavior, w- or with her behavior, and they don't enforce any boundaries. And it's a situation that I hate, and, and he hates, and it's been getting to me a lot. And apparently, it's getting to him. But I'm just like since she likes to stir up shit, I'm just. I don't want her to come over on Friday and say, hey, TV talking asshole, they like Biden. And it's not that we like Biden, we just despise Trump. But when I called my dad yesterday, I I just, I wanted to see how he was doing. We had a fight last year, a little before Thanksgiving, and... Honestly, I didn't think he wanted to have a relationship with me anymore. Um, We didn't talk until June or July of this year. Uh, He was facing a risky operation, and he called me, and we reconnected. And one thing he asked me during our fight is why we always talked about me why didn't we talk about the good things going on in his life? Because at the time um, he had purchased a new used car, and he loves that car, but I was struggling. And you know, I was struggling emotionally and financially and even physically, like my health was, was terrible. So he was listening to me and what I was going through and he didn't tell me that he'd gotten this new car that he was excited about because he didn't want to rub salt in my wounds. But um, when he asked that question about why we always talked about me and and we never talked about him, you know, it made me self-conscious about sharing parts of my life with him. But last week I was I was feeling depressed, pretty bad. And you know, I'm I'm discouraged. I'm trying to find a better job that would be a better fit for my skills and experience. One that would, you know, also meet my financial needs. And, and I've been looking for a while, but I haven't had much luck. And I'm also working on starting my own business but that's gonna take some time before it has grown enough to the point where I can pay myself and you know I don't need a luxurious life right now I would kill for an apartment for just just me and my son that had two bathrooms because invariably he and I will have to go to the bathroom at the same time I mean it always happens but I can't afford that right now, and I'm getting impatient to be independent. I know it will happen, and I know that my present is not my permanent, like my my circumstances will improve, but sometimes it just feels like relief is never coming. Uh, One night, well, Several nights last week, it was so bad that I just wanted to cry on my way home, but one night it was, it was bad enough that I just kind of couldn't see the point of trying anymore. Like logically, just, you know, what's, what's the point? And now I wanted to cry, but I was, I was too depressed to expend the energy I, I wasn't genuinely suicidal, um, I wasn't making plans or anything, but I could, like, quote, feel, unquote, what it would have felt like to have a noose placed around my neck, and it's just, like, the phantom tingling of nerve endings. Um, I'm not in danger, like, I attempted suicide when I was 16, Clearly I failed, which, you know, hooray for being a failure. Um, I almost attempted again when I was 20, but my dad unknowingly saved my life. But that's a a story for another time. Um, But I know what that kind of darkness is like, and I'm nowhere near that level of despair. I'm just, I'm discouraged and I'm frustrated. I, like even my dog could tell because she tried she tried comforting me and you know it's so nice when she sits on my lap and she kind of throws her head against my boob <laughs> like it's a pillow in fact I need to hurry up and get home so I can cuddle but i I went with a I went on a solo walk with her one night and I just I prayed you know I Told God I was. I needed a reason to have faith. You know, because I was I was losing mine. You know, I needed a sign that things were going to get better. I needed I needed a sign right then. Um, and when I got back, I was flipping through Instagram, and a clip of Keanu Reeves' interview with Stephen Colbert popped up in my feed, and. Colbert asked Keanu what he thought happened when we die. And Keanu answered, I know that the people who love us will miss us. And, I, like, the timing was just perfect. You know, that little clip helped. It, it wasn't the ho- the answer I wanted. It wasn't the hey, I'm going to give you a new job tomorrow, and you'll be out of that awful shithole before Christmas, and you can feel excited because you'll be able to decorate, and, you know, it's not even about the presents, it's just not having a shit stir, TV yelling, asshole, I'd like, I just, Hypocritical asshole, too, I might add, but that, again, is a story for another day. But the, uh, that little video kind of lanced that festering boil of depression and allowed me to cry. I mean, I still need a better job. I still need my circumstances to improve. I just, I don't feel so depressed at the moment, uh, Which is good, you know? A reason to feel better is better than nothing, right? When I called my dad, he naturally asked me how I was doing. He asked me what was new, and I wanted to dodge the question. But I couldn't think of anything on the fly, and so I admitted to feeling impatient. I admitted to feeling discouraged and he told me he didn't blame me for how he was feeling like he got it. He, he said that, you know, I've been working on improving and leveling up for a long time. So yeah, it would only be normal for me to feel discouraged. And, and I told him that when I was a kid, I saw how hard he worked running his own company. You know, I told him that I I never wanted to do that. I never wanted to have my own business because I didn't want to work so hard that I couldn't spend time with my family. And ironically, due to COVID, I have to work that long and hard at a regular job. It doesn't pay me enough. So I might as well just start my own business and have the control and work the type of work that I prefer. And, uh, well, I already told you about much of our conversation, but yeah, we chatted for a while. And by the time we got off the phone, my dad and I were, we were laughing, you know? It's kind of what I needed. But no matter what happens tomorrow, everything is going to be okay. You know, we are living through a weird moment in history, but everything's going to be okay. if you're a Biden supporter, whether you like him or you just can't stand Trump, just Remember that if there's a Trump supporter acting like an obnoxious ass, it's because they're scared. They're scared the same way that many of us were scared when Trump was elected four years ago. And they will probably express their fear as anger. And if you can, safely, just remind them that it will be okay. We, as a country, will be okay don't talk about trump's policies and failures just tell them that people were afraid when trump was elected and we as a country are still standing don't mention you know the people that have died as a result of covid don't, don't mention the people that have died in cages after crossing the border like don't mention any of that just just say that we're still standing and you know after a while they'll see that america will be as strong as ever and yes i know it is very hard to have compassion when you really just want to punch a motherfucker right in the nose but i think I think when we... When Hillary lost last year in a lot of people, or last election, and a lot of people were afraid, it gave us the opportunity to understand what the Trump supporters will probably feel tomorrow. And... It's not easy to have empathy for hateful people, but I think it's the easiest way to make sure that everybody is okay, and everybody will be okay. So I hope you have either voted or will vote tomorrow, and I will see you on the flip side, and I don't know which movie that is from, but I hope you guys have a great night. Bye!